Hello, everybody, and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up and coming ACC and SCC football podcast on the internet today. It is Thursday, September the 15th in the year 2022. I am your host, Ben Reeves, joined as always by my co host, the one, the only, Big Rob. How's it going, brother? Doing good, brother. Doing good. How are you this fine and glorious day? Oh, man, a little tired from work, a little tired from work, but I'm also. Getting re-energized at the same time, knowing that we got football starting tomorrow night. A weekend jam-packed. Going to be a lot of action, a lot of great games, and I cannot wait. Oh, me either, brother. Me either. There's going to be some great games on this weekend. Man, I'm just ready to fire up the grill, watch a little bit of football, and just enjoy the good weekend. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be a good time. Good food, good drinks, good football. What more can you ask for? Surrounded by your family and your friends. Absolutely, man. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good one, but uh, let's not hold up. Let's not drag the brakes on this thing. Let's not kill no time. Let's go ahead and kick this damn thing off. Let's kick it off, brother. Why don't you go ahead and name these games we got coming up this week. We'll start with the SEC. All right. All the games we got going on with the SEC this week. So at 12 o'clock noon, you have Missouri at home against Abilene Christian. I wonder what hot school that is. I don't know. I guess Abilene, Texas, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also a 12 o'clock noon game on ESPN. Georgia goes to Willie B in South Carolina. That ought to be a pretty decent game if you ask me. It should, it should. I've seen earlier on the internet. They got that game. It said the stadium's already sold out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On a Thursday, it's already sold out. Yes, sir. So that stadium ought to be rocking. Absolutely, man. And then at 12 o'clock noon on the SEC Network, you have Kentucky at home versus Youngstown State. Okay. And then uh, at 3.30 Eastern Standard Time on ABC, Ole Miss takes a visit to Georgia Tech. I feel you. The lane train's coming to Atlanta. Yes, sir. Watch out the way. Yes, sir. And then at 3.30 on CBS, Penn State versus Auburn at Auburn. And then you're going to have Vanderbilt at NIU at 3.30 on CBS, SN. ULM goes to Alabama on the SEC Network at 4 o'clock p.m. Mississippi State at LSU at 6 on ESPN. That'll be a good one. Yes, sir. Akron at Tennessee at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on SECN Plus or ESPN Plus. Missouri State at Arkansas at 7 p.m., also on the SEC Network or ESPN+. Plus. USF at Florida, 7.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. And then last but certainly not least, Miami at Florida, taking on Texas A&M at Texas A&M, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That should be a damn good game right there. That's damn good game. Going to be jam up, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, how about on ACC side? What games do we got going on this week with us? Tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ESPN, you've got Florida going up to Louisville. You mean that, Florida State? Yeah, Florida, did I say Florida? Florida State going up to Louisville at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Going to be a good game. It's going to be rocking up, up at Louisville tomorrow night. I'm telling you what. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That should be a damn good one. I'm very excited to see that because you got two programs, and honestly – even though Florida State hasn't lost a game, I still feel like there's a lot of question marks in there. Don't know if they've been really tested. Yeah, you had the opening game against LSU, but it was week one. 
you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then they were off last week. <clears throat> exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty interesting game going on. We're going to see what's going on there with those two. And then starting at Saturday, 11 a.m. on the ACC Network, you've got Wofford taking on Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. Okay. And then 12 o'clock p.m. on ESPN2, you've got Purdue taking on Syracuse. Another good one. Yes, sir. Old Dominion takes on Virginia at Virginia at 2 p.m. on the ACC Network. Ole Miss, like we said before, takes on Georgia Tech at 3.30 on ABC. Liberty at Wake Forest at 5 p.m. on the ACC Network. North Carolina A&T goes to Duke at 6 p.m. on the ACC Network or ESPN+. Texas Tech versus North Carolina State at North Carolina State, 7 p.m. Maine at Boston College at 7.30 p.m. Um, that's going to be on the RSN or ESPN3. Pitt goes to Western Michigan at 7.30 p.m. on the ESPNU. Louisiana Tech and Clemson at 8 p.m. on ACC Network. And then again, you know, certainly last but not least, like we talked about, 9 p.m., Miami and Texas A&M. Yeah, that's going to be a jam good one. A lot of good games, both conferences. you got a few games here and there that you think is going to be tune-up games. And to be honest, some of these teams really need them. I mean, you mentioned Virginia Tech playing Wofford. Mm-hmm. Normally that game would be a landslide. I think I think Virginia Tech can still handle it pretty handedly. But, uh, I mean, realistically, this game could be with the doctor order. This gives you a chance to really turn Grant Wells loose and get some of that confidence back and sling the ball around the field, get it spread out, and try working on a few things with your passing offense. Also, give you a chance to work on your line a little bit, try a few things. Absolutely, man, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, the good thing about this cupcake game, too, is it also gives you a chance to realize whether or not Grant Wells is the answer or not. It really does. It really does, for sure. But uh, we did something last week. That I really enjoyed. I thought it was a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. I figured we try to give another shot this week. We uh, picked out four games, everybody, that we think is going to be the games to watch, really pay attention to. Should be good football, or there could be other stakes on the line with these games. And then we're also going to have a score prediction for each one. Now, me and Rob, we haven't given each other our picks. We haven't told each other our score predictions, so you might hear a little bit of arguing. <laughs> I might tell him he's full of crap. You never know. Yep. You never know what's going on there. Give me that pen you got there, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. All right. <clears throat> you want to go first or you want me to? I'm going to let you go first. Which which conference you going to start with? I'm going to start the SEC, brother. I think uh, my first game that I've got picked out, this is random, but you know, in no particular order, I had the Penn State versus Auburn game. Penn State versus Auburn. Yes, sir. Pretty good one. Yes, sir. I took that game. And last year it was a real great game. It came down to the wire. And this year I think it's going to be another good one. Penn State won last year. Auburn just has too many question marks for me right now, man. I mean, it's hard to get that running game going when you've got your leading rusher for the last two seasons back there. He's, he's barely getting any handoffs. Your offensive line plays not great. Your 
bringing in and out different quarterbacks at different times, man. Defense, the defensive line is great, but I just I don't know. I don't know what to expect from them, but I got Penn State winning this game. 35-27. 35-27. Pretty high scoring game you got there, buddy. Yes, sir. Paul's got that game. I'll tell you my score when I go through it. Which I feel the next one. Uh, the next game is <clears throat> Mississippi State versus LSU. Mississippi LSU. I got that one also. I'll be down. Yes, sir. Mississippi State. Going to be a great, great team this year. A lot to watch out for. They're going to Death Valley. They're going to LSU. LSU is still one of those teams that you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week. Yes, LSU got beat by Florida State the first week. Was that opening jitters? I don't know. They did a pretty good job last week handling their win with uh, in the second week. LSU just they, they need to get something going here, but I'm taking I'm taking Mississippi State here just because they're the hot hand right now. Got a lot of confidence in them. I got a win in 42 to 27. Damn it, boy. I can't really disagree a whole lot with you there. I'm not gonna once again I think we off a little bit on scores. Our scores are a little bit different, but uh mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. What you got on that third game? Third game, I've got the Miami versus Texas A&M. I like this matchup a lot. You know how high I am on Miami right now. There is a lot to be questioning with Miami right now as far as the offensive line play goes. <laughs> and Van Dimes just, you know, he's he's just got to settle down a little bit more, but I think it's going to happen. A&M. After that loss to App State, again, just horrible playing all the way around. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, defense. And you know, without a shadow of a doubt, the head coach is on the hot seat in this game. So I feel like they're going to be pressing a little bit. I just feel like they stepped into a little bit of quicksand with Jimbo Fisher. I've got Miami winning this game 24-17 in a close battle. Okay. See what you did there. All right. What's your last one? Last one? Last but certainly not least. South Carolina plays home versus UGA. UGA. Georgia. To hell with Georgia. Georgia and this game, Bo. Again, they're the hot hand. They're the heavy favorite coming in. Georgia's got a hell of a running game, hell of a passing game, defense, just the best defense in the league. As we know, South Carolina's had a little bit of blocking troubles. They stepped it up last week in the passing game as far as blocking goes. Spencer Rattler, I mean, he can he can twirl the ball. He can throw it down the field. I've got a lot of confidence, but I don't think it's enough to beat this Georgia team. i got Georgia taking the win 38-27. We was very close. I had that game also, and uh, we were very close on scores there, actually. <laughs> all right. All right. I like what you did there. All right. Well, I'm going to reverse what you did. All right. I'm going through there. My first game, Georgia, South Carolina. You made a lot of good points there. The only uncertainty I see is Georgia. I don't feel like their defense has really been tested yet. Yes, you had Oregon week one. 
I feel Oregon was very, very much so overrated. They had a new coach, new staff. And then on top of that, I mean, above all else, Oregon came out and laid a damn egg yeah. completely. Yeah. Week one, I mean, <clears throat> that wasn't even Oregon playing at its best or even mediocre. No. <clears throat> Excuse even me. though Oregon is ranked, I still feel like going into the season they were over ranked drastically. I was saying they're overrated. Very, very much overrated. But uh, so their defense has never been tested. To this point, Georgia's not given up a touchdown this year on defense. So I think that will change this week. I think South Carolina's going to break the ice on that. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, Georgia's got a great offense. Defense, they reloaded. I look for South Carolina to do a few things here and there and catch them off guard. I think this is going to be a close game through the first half, maybe even halfway through third quarter. It's going to be a somewhat close game. But Georgia's just got so much depth. I mean, they just recruited so well for so long. South Carolina's just not at that point yet. You've seen that last week with Arkansas, so I feel like depth played a huge factor playing a physical team that just tries to wear you down, and it's hard to hang in there. So I got Georgia also taking this one. It really pains me to say this, but I'm saying 38-23. to 38-23, I like it. The only thing that I want to add there, too, is – the injuries that South Carolina has really picked up over this last game at Arkansas. They've lost a defensive end for the season. They've also lost a, a linebacker. Uh, not to mention you're dinged up. We don't know what Cam Smith, if he's going to be able to play or not. He's still questionable. So, I mean, there's just a lot of the question marks here. But to go off what you said, thinking it's a close game at the half, I think that's what South Carolina really wants because South Carolina traditionally is a second-half team. They're a fourth-quarter team. So I think if we can keep it close going up to the fourth quarter, if South Carolina can keep it up close going into the fourth quarter, I think it it could be an upset on the rise. But I think going into halftime, if you want to know my personal opinion, it's, it's probably going to be a two-possession uh, two game. Yeah, I just going into halftime, I feel like South Carolina's going to keep it somewhat close. It would be a – I feel – one possession game, maybe ten points, maybe. Right. I can but see ten. The whole thing is, you already don't have a whole lot of depth mm-hmm. at Carolina. Don't get me wrong; they're coming along. They got a ton of potential, but they're so young, mm-hmm. and they're very much undersized. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way they played against Arkansas last week, all in all, I don't take moral victories. I don't believe in them. But at the same time, you look at the size difference. I mean, they really honestly stood their ground. So it's just it's hard to hang into a game like that all the way until the end. Yeah. But if you can survive to the fourth quarter, I mean, that'd be a big success. I mean, look at Texas last week. They were unranked. Yeah. Lost to Alabama and – Moved up and got inside the top 25. Yeah, absolutely, man. 
The thing about that Texas game, too, just to go off, I was actually talking with uh, my landlord on the way here today. He's a big Texas fan, Longhorn fan. And he was just complaining so much about the officiating, so much about that no-call safety. He said it it just purely pissed him off. <laughs> I guarantee it, man. I mean, it's just as hard to do. There's such a depth game in college football nowadays. And, I mean, but a school like South Carolina, you had so much talent and depth transfer out and leave the program in 2020 after the firing of Will Muschamp. Shane Beamer did not have any time at all really to get any recruits in there his first year. So, honestly, this year was his first real recruiting class at Carolina, and he did a great job. And they're also taking a lot of guys from that first class that were two stars, three stars. They've developed them into some big-time playmakers. They've made some additions through the transfer portal. Got those guys looking like absolute studs. But, George, I mean, you look at the tight ends. You got Darnell Washington, absolute stud. Probably an eventual first-round pick in the NFL draft. Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Without a doubt, hardly. And then you brought in Oscar Delp this past year. I mean, damn. You bring back almost all of your offensive line from the national championship last year. You bring back your quarterback. There's just so much coming back. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Defense, you lost a ton of players. But thing was, last year, these guys were technically not starters. But if you paid any attention at all in the Georgia game last year, they were subbing guys in and out the whole time. So even though these guys, it might be their first year as starters, they have a lot of playing time and experience under their belts. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, yes, you send a lot of kids to the NFL, but like you said, just the subbing in, subbing out, gets a lot of valuable experience, man. And I mean, you, you just can't beat that experience, especially in big games like this. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is Georgia's first SEC game of the year. And South Carolina's already got one under the belt. Yep. Against a top ten team. Yep. And they kept it relatively close. They only lost by fourteen points. Yep. And really it should have been closer than that. Oh yeah. I mean realistically South Carolina was in South Carolina came back in that game. We already talked about this mm-hmm. earlier this week, but there were numerous times where they came back in the game, made it a one possession game, they're saying, Oh shit, here they come. Here they come, here they come. Mm-hmm. And then they would stumble up and trip over their own feet. Yeah. And if they can straighten up little mental mistakes like that, I'll be honest, I don't think Georgia is all that much better of a team than Arkansas, really. I think Arkansas does not get near the credit they deserve. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And the thing, if you just think about this game last week with Arkansas, if you take away those turnovers, it might have been a different story. It could have been. I was going I mean, so realistically – yeah, my score prediction sucks. It sucks to say it as a Carolina fan. It really does. Yeah, I want to punch myself in the mouth. But I have to be unbiased and give you my honest thoughts on what I think it would be. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of room for me to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping and praying that we're both wrong. Oh, absolutely. All right. So for my second game in the SEC, I'm going with Mississippi State LSU. Once again, like you, I got to go with Mississippi State in this matchup. LSU just 
they got off to that rough start mm-hmm. in that Florida State game. And then, yeah, you played a very small school last week. You did very well against them. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much noise. Mm-hmm. Getting in pissing matches with reporters and stuff like that. And it's just <laughs> battle of the egos in a press conference with the damn paparazzi. I mean, yeah. I just feel like LSU's not the f- – they're not a focused football team like I would like to see right now. Not a focused football team that you expect the Brian Kelly coach team to be. No, not at all. And their offense just – I guess that Florida State defense, they struggled. They made a lot of mental errors. And I feel like Mississippi State, they don't have the best defense in the league. They got a good defense. They fly around. They play aggressive, play fast, got a lot of heart. But that offense they got, man, I mean, Mike Leach and the boys, they have really tuned up that offense. I mean, you've seen glimpses of it last year where it could be scary. And so far this year, they have started off. Hitting on all eight cylinders. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm putting that quarterback on Heisman watch. Oh, Will Rogers, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, against this LSU defense, you make errors, he's going he's gonna to single it out quick. He's going to expose it. Yeah. And it's just a really tough team to slow down. Very fast-paced, in your face. They can be physical. They can throw the ball. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They got the physicality of Arkansas with a rushing game. Mm-hmm. But they got a passing attack. Hell, I don't even know. They got probably the best passing attack in the nation, honestly. They really do. So, that being said, I'm taking Mississippi State 31, LSU 17. I like it. I like it. The only thing that I want to add to that, though, is the only advantage that I see and why I think LSU will score a little bit more is simply because of the home field advantage and the 12th man that LSU ultimately carries with them into a home game. Normally, Mississippi State, they do play in you know the, the loud home games, but on the road, man, they're just the, – Death Valley's just a different animal. Well, I mean, they started the season off in the damn Super Bowl in New Orleans yeah, for a neutral location. True. And that's something that's been missing. I would like to see this weekend. Maybe this weekend, no surprises. But to be honest, I was disappointed with LSU turnout in that first game. Yeah. I was seeing a lot more here and a lot more Florida State fans. They took that dome over. <laughs> they really did. I mean. I mean, all the chanting and everything, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely so. I'm not entirely sure this fan base has bought in yet on Kelly. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if fan base is bought in yet. I'm not 100 percent sure the program's bought in yet. So I, I just got too many questions for LSU. I'm not comfortable with them. No. All right, my third game we're gonna roll into real quick. I'm gonna do Ole Miss Georgia Tech. I know a lot of you people are saying, "Damn, why is that gonna be a good game to watch?" <laughs> Simply because of this guy's Ole Miss has not played a decent opponent yet this year. This will be their first time this season playing a school that's in a Power 5 conference. Mm -hmm. Not a very good school, but (laughs) they have a heartbeat nonetheless. And Georgia Tech can get creative sometimes. 
Ole Miss's defense has looked good so far this year, but that's been a question in the past. Lane Kiffin's always got a great offense, not such good defense. Mm-hmm. So I think this will be our first chance to really see how good the Ole Miss defense really is to an extent. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're Georgia Tech, at this point, I feel like every game you got to play like it might be your last. You got to coach it like it might be your last. Because, I mean, you just you look at the record the last couple of years. I mean, you can say all you want, but you're only as good as your win loss record. Yep. Only as good as what the record shows. And it has not been productive any whatsoever. You've had some close games. But then this year, after a whole offseason of talking and hyping up the crowd and convincing everybody not to panic, saying, we're going to put it together this year. We're going to – we're here. We're ready. We're ready to win. And you get blown off your home field by Clemson. Yeah. And then you got Ole Miss coming back to your home field. I mean, if you get blown off again, cleaned off the field, I would not be surprised – if you have somewhat of a Scott Frost situation going on, I don't know if the man's going to lose his job <laughs> right then and there. But I guarantee you, you'll be hearing rumors about a uh, head coach search going on for Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah, I can almost agree with that. Now, I'm not saying that the man's job is in danger, but I mean, the seat will definitely get excruciating hot. I can promise you that. The thing that you have to remember about the Georgia Tech team is last season, even though they had a horrible record, they kept games close. You had at least, I believe it was three or maybe even five games that you lost by three points or less. Okay, and in 2020, South Carolina had the number one running back in the SEC. How'd that work out for a Muschamp? Not too well. I'm just saying. Not too well. I'm just saying, my man. I mean, hell, Nebraska last year. <laughs> how many games did they lose? One possession games did they lose? I don't even know. I, I think it was seven. Yeah. Seven or eight one possession games they lost. Yep. Where's Scott Frost at? Probably out there on the beach with Coach O somewhere. I don't know. He, he looks kind of stressed out. I think I think Coach would be a little too energetic and a little too wild for Scott Frost. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I feel like if you're Georgia Tech, if you're the Yellow Jackets, they're not a traditional ACC championship winner by no means. Right. Excuse me, y'all. Sinuses are killing me. But they've always been a team that's in the mix. It can cause things to shake up, even if it's not putting them in the ACC championship game. They've always been a team that could very well pick somebody else out of it. Right. And when you're Georgia Tech and you look at teams like Wake Forest playing for the ACC championship last year, having eight win seasons, nine win seasons, ten win seasons, that was a cellar dweller not long ago. Right. And now here they are competing. Yes. NC State had some rough years there. Now you look at them. They're competing. Mm-hmm. Miami in the top 15 in the rankings after a drought. Mm-hmm. 
with a first-year head coach. Duke, starting the year off 2-0, probably going to be 3-0 after this weekend, knock on wood. Duke's showing a lot of progress. You're seeing progress being made. Georgia Tech, it's like the movie Groundhog Day. Yeah. Only the nightmare is getting a little bit worse. Yeah. So, George, Yellow Jackets, oh, y'all got to turn some things around quick. And this might be a very good time to start. But I don't see it happening. No. So, I got Ole Miss taking them down 38-10. I think 10 points might be a little uh, generous. Well, Link is going to give up a touchdown. Mm. Yeah. All right. On my last SEC game. Got Penn State taking on Auburn. And guys, this is a hard one for me to pin down. Because let's be honest. Penn State always looks good and they always find a way to lose some silly games here and there. I mean, that's it's been an ongoing joke for years and years and years. It's not when Penn State drops the ball and trips over their own damn feet. It's when. It's not if you mean it's when. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. But Auburn, I just, I don't know what's going on with Auburn. They started off last year looking so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they were going to be a SEC West contender last year. I really did. Yeah. And they still nearly took down Bama. I mean, they played rasses off in a lot of games. And then right in the season, I mean, they fell to South Carolina. I think they lost one game before that. And it's just, it looks like it took all the wind out of their sails and they never got it back. I mean, right now, Auburn's 2 0. They say, well, undefeated at the moment. But San Jose State. Just gave you everything you wanted and then some last week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's be honest, guys. If San Jose State, if they capitalize, they didn't play the best game by no means. No, not at all. They missed what two field goals? Missed two field goals. Had a drive stall out at the four. At like the four inch line. Four inch line. <laughs> I mean, it was not pretty. And there's just so many things with Auburn. There's so many questions. There's so much noise in the offseason with the head coach, uh, what's his name, Brian Harse? What is it? Oh, uh, Harson? Yeah. Yeah, Harson. I can't remember. <laughs> Whatever. That's bad. That is bad. But there's so much noise going on with him in the offseason. Is he going to have a job? Is he not going to have a job? Mm-hmm. Auburn said, no, we're getting rid of him. Then they seen the price on the bat, and they're like, okay, maybe we can give him another year. Then you got your quarterback. Oh, he's in jail. No, he's not. Oh, he's back in jail. No, he's not. <laughs> We're bringing in a guy from Texas A&M. He's going to take us to the next level. No, he's third string. Yeah. We had, keep rotating. We got the returning SEC leader in rushing last year, but we're going to do running back by committee this year. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things. It's so different. It doesn't make any sense. Um, one thing I got to say, I've noticed after watching Auburn this year and then looking at South Carolina last year, Mike Bobo, 
I don't care for the guy's attitude. Don't care for him. Don't care for his. I don't know what you would call it. His uh, his ethic, if you will. Right. The way he goes about doing business, his character. I don't like his character. Mm-hmm. But Mike Bobo might not have been all that bad of an offensive coordinator. I'm just saying, South Carolina, you had the leading rusher in the SEC. You go to Auburn, you got the leading rusher in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Offense looked very, very good. Had a few rough spots in the road, and he got canned from there. I mean, I laughed all the time because he left South Carolina and Shane Beamer hanging, but. This year here, it just looks similar to South, the way South Carolina looked last year. It just It just looks like an offense to me that doesn't even know who they are or who they want to be. Right. And it's not a good way to be. No, not at all. Like you're saying, man, it, even on both sides of the ball, there's really no identity at all. No. So with that being said, i got to go with the team – even though they're known for slipping up and doing very dumb things, they'll probably do it this weekend and make me look like a jackass. I got to go with the better run team, the better run program, and that's Penn State. I got them taking down Auburn 24-17. Not bad, not bad. I like it. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. What you got for ACC? All right, ACC teams. We're going to start out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you good? With the ACC, we're going to start out with the Friday night game, Florida State versus UofL, the University of Louisville. I like Louisville a lot, but, again, there's just so many question marks, man. I mean, Louisville's not really – Running as crisp as what they were last season. I don't know if it's the change in offensive coordinator that's that's made it so questionable. I, I don't know if, if they've just figured out how to play. Um, the defense has learned how to play that offense and, and their scheme. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. <clears throat> Florida State, they just seem to be figuring out week in and week out, man. I mean, that win against LSU – just tremendous. Even though this is only their second game, I, I, I'm going to have to go with Florida State on this one, winning 28-20 in a close one. Okay. I also have that game put down. I'm going to go ahead and respond to it right now. All right. I'll tell you what I got. I also got Florida State LSU. Uh, both teams, I think it's going to be a close game. I said LSU, Louisville. <laughs> I think it's going to be a very close game. Between the two, I see things I like on both teams. see things I don't like on both teams. <clears throat> Realistically, on paper and looking at film, if you just go by the film, just go by on paper. I would take Florida State winning this game by two touchdowns, mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. if not 17 points. Mm-hmm. Florida State has an identity. They run the ball. They finally, finally, say it one more time, finally <laughs> decided to go back to their roots and be a team that runs the football. You know, like Florida State did successfully all those years. 
they have a defense that flies to the ball. Very hungry defensive line, great linebacker court, secondary, got a lot of experience, ball hogs. Great defense can cause a lot of problems. But with that being said, <clears throat> there's two things. There's three things that still bother me about Florida State. One, I still feel like you got a quarterback who has tremendous talent. Tremendous talent. But he still doesn't always make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. He still takes unnecessary risk with the ball and also his health that I don't like. He likes to call his own number a little too much. Agree. Second thing I don't like about him is trying to think of the best way to put this. Your head coach has made progress. No doubt. But if we're just going to be honest, week one was a damn fluke. They won that game up and down. That team beat the other team. Right. But that coach could have kneed the ball, run that clock down, and kicked the field goal and locked that game away. Right. Had no problem whatsoever. Put the game away. Right. And he, his own decision-making put Florida State on the ropes. They was out on their feet. It was, it was over. Yeah. It was honestly over. And by the grace of the good Lord above, by the grace of Bobby Bowden up in the sky, <laughs> you had a miracle. Right. And it's great. That team beat. Listen to me. Y'all ain't hear me. That team, Florida State Seminoles, beat LSU mm-hmm. up and down that field the whole night. It was an ass cut. It was not a close ball game. But you should have and almost lost that ball game because of the position you were put in by the man calling shots. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer the simple truth is you were a – by the saving grace of Bobby Bowden in the sky, away <laughs> from them having Deion Sanders on speed dial <laughs> or Ed Order on or somebody. Because <clears throat> I'm telling you right now, if they lost that game, there's no answer to that one. No. And I just I don't care for the way he puts them in that. And my third reason, my third thing that bothers me the most about Florida State going into this game is after all that that I just told you. After all that, you had a big win. Enjoy it. On to the next week. It's two weeks later. I got on Instagram earlier. Know what I seen? What? People still talking about the LSU game. Showing pictures of them blocking the extra point. Two weeks later now. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday. You're coming off a of bye week and you're still bragging about a damn miracle in week one. 
Let's let miracles be miracles. Let's be thankful for what we're given. Right. Let's enjoy a good win when we can. But let's not think that we're unstoppable. Louisville got slapped around all over the field in week one. Louisville didn't look too great last week. No. This is a team that's pissed off, ready to come in and slap somebody around. I got Florida State winning this game. 31-28. I got them winning it by a field goal. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I feel good about my own score prediction. I'm going to stand by it. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I'm going with that is Louisville just I feel like there's no heart. I feel like there was a lack of heart in week one. Week two, they picked it up a little bit, but I mean it took them forever to really get going. And even at the end of the day, they won that game. But it still didn't look good to me. Right. It wasn't. It was not a pretty win. Right. There was still a lot of ugly things in the films, and there was just a lot of carelessness. So, I just don't know what we're getting. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. I agree. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. I feel like. I feel like a lot of times Louisville just looked lost out there in week one and week two. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if that's due to the new offensive coordinator, new plays, or what. But they're going to have to get it figured out. I just don't see them. I don't see them pulling it out this week. I really, I really don't. I don't either. So that being said, what you got for your number two pick, there, Big Rob? Number two, I got Syracuse versus Purdue. I like this matchup a lot. Syracuse is coming out of the bottom. They're playing good defense. Offense is just tremendous. Purdue has always been a dominant defense. Well, not dominant, but they've always been a good defensive team. I like Syracuse. 30-27 to 27 this game in a close one. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Once again, I got the same pick as you. Great minds think alike, buddy. I also got Syracuse and Purdue. And I cannot reiterate this enough. The turnaround in this Syracuse team. Mm -hmm. Last year, the defense played lights out. They had a great defense last year. Lost a lot of football games. But that defense kept them in a lot of them. Mm -hmm. They had a great running back last year. He's back again this year. Oh, yeah. Great rushing attack. One of the best in the league. But it was all one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. And then this year you bring in the offense coordinator from Virginia last year. Yep. This has been one of the best-run offenses in college football that I have seen this year. It just looks like artwork. It's just a thing of beauty. I mean, your quarterback went from looking like a scrub to elite, looking like an NFL pick. And I feel like by the end of the season, he's going to have a lot of hype around him. Yeah. 
But you now have balance in your offense on top of that good defense. That makes you a very, very, very dangerous team. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have balance, that helps you to control the clock. That helps you to keep your offense out there, wear out the defense, and just just dominate, man. And then when you can bring in a fresh defense versus their offense, you just keep it going, man. Absolutely. It's really funny how you can just change a play, a scheme, <laughs> and a whole team's different. Absolutely. The whole team plays differently. I mean, it's just really funny how that works out. Virginia this year looks atrocious yeah. on offense. I don't know what happened to Brendan Armstrong. He's on a milk carton somewhere. That man's missing. Because <laughs> what I seen on the field with Illinois last weekend, that was not the Virginia I remember. <laughs> Huge difference. Purdue, guys, I think Purdue's going to play a football game in this one. They're going to make a game out of it. Let's, let's be honest. You can never count out Purdue Ballmakers. When you do count them out, they're going to prove you wrong. They are a gambling addict's worst nightmare. Yes. And I think it's going to be a golf ball game. But I don't see Purdue bringing this one home. I got Syracuse, the big orange, taking the win, 38-28. We were close. We were close again with our score. And Purdue's going to continue the high-scoring offensive assault. Purdue's going to continue a high oh, Excuse me, excuse me, Syracuse, Syracuse. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Come on, man. <sighs> <laughs> Look, man, I don't get a whole lot of sleep during the week. My work hours are pure hell. <laughs> Cut me a little slack, man. And then I'm watching all the fun on Twitter today. Oh, man, talking about some good stuff. Gracious day. Train wreck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard to move away. Yeah. All right. Well, after Syracuse hands out that ass cutting, what you got for your third game of the day to watch, Rob? Third game of the day. This is just because I want to see how they do. Or third game of the weekend, excuse me. Yeah, third game of the weekend. I just want to see how how they play together. I want to. I'm going to be watching the Virginia versus Old Dominion game. I like that. I like that. I mean, cut you off. That actually makes a lot of sense because. It's going to give a lot of fans in the state of Virginia an idea of where they stand because Old Dominion took down Virginia Tech week one. Now, Virginia Tech played some bad football in week one. But Virginia looked horrible last week. Mm -hmm. So what better time to bounce back? And if you were as heated rivals as the Hoos and the Hokies, Mm I mean, this is almost a bragging rights game here. And if and if your little brother, Old Dominion, God Almighty, could you think how big their heads will be? Because this right here is going to determine who owns the state. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just like you said, the reason I like this is just because you can compare the two teams, if you're fans, to see how stats-wise they compare to each other. I'm like you, though. Virginia... They just ain't playing like Virginia was last year. I don't 
don't know if it's just his coaching staff, it's the offensive coordinator change. I mean, it has to be because, I mean, we see what they're doing at Syracuse now. But I almost feel like the Monstars have came down from the planet far, far away, took Virginia's talent and went on to play the Looney Tunes or something in a game of football. I don't know. Oh, the talent's still there, man. The talent's still there. <laughs> we can't say that. The talent is there. That's a very, very, very talented football team. I'm not I'm not saying that they're not talented, but I'm just saying that they're not really showing it right now. But I'm gonna tell you what, you watched that Illinois game last week. It was hard to watch. It took me two different nights this week to get through it. I ain't I ain't shooting you. Took me two different nights. I don't know if there'd be enough alcohol for me to sit through that game or not. It's hard. It's tough, <laughs> I promise you. But I've got Old Dominion coming out the king of the state. I've got Old Dominion winning 27-10. Damn it, boy. Ten points? Yes, sir. I don't think that Virginia can keep up with Old Dominion. I think Old Dominion is just too – they're too motivated right now to keep up. And – yeah, I, I just I can't help it. I, I've got to go with Old Dominion right here, twenty-seven ten. No, 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 hell no, hell no. All right, this this I did not pick this game, guys, but I'm I just for argument's sake here. All right. I see Virginia taking it. Really? After that beating they took last week, you got to take it. Because if they don't, the Who's is going to be at Tony Elliott's house with torches and pitchforks. After that beating they took last week to Illinois, mm-hmm. three points. Mm-hmm. Three points from, yeah. with an All-American quarterback, Brendan Armstrong. Who, by the way, I didn't realize it has the most yards ever by a left-handed quarterback in NCAA history. Really? I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, he ain't got none of those yards this year, but. Right. I just, I see Virginia taking it. And it's going to make that rivalry at the end of the season that much more special. I'm going to say, hell, just for argument's sake, I'm going to take Virginia. 24, Old Dominion, 20. Okay. All right. Well, my third game of the weekend, I'm going with Texas Tech, NC State, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. And I think this is going to be a good game, guys. NC State started the year off ranked number 13 in the nation, I think it was. Everybody was hyped up. Hell, I was was drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid. And they came out week one and, for the most part, laid an egg. They came away with the win, but... I mean, let's be honest. They got pushed around by ECU all day. And it just, it did not look like the NC State I seen last year. Now, last week you had a tune-up game to get things right. But something's just not clicking. I don't know what it is, but something is just not clicking right now with the Wolf Pack. Too many Wolves trying to run in different directions. I don't know. But the pack is not a pack right now. It just doesn't feel like. Mm -hmm. Texas Tech, on the other hand, 
has played some fairly good football at this point. You don't hear the name a whole lot in the news. They're coming in kind of under the radar. And there's no expectations. They're unranked. You're playing number 16 in the nation. You're supposed to lose. What more do you need to have a chip on your shoulder and just go out there and play your ass off? So, it's going to be a close ball game. I have... I'm going to have NC State taking it. But it's going to come down to the very end. I think it's going to come down to the defense, getting them good field position with a takeaway. And obviously they're going to take it 31-28. But this one can go either way because I feel like this is the first real test NC State's going to face this year. I like it. I like it. NC State-Texas Tech is actually my fourth game. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about it on my side of things. All right. You're right. NC State did have their hands full with ECU. But let's be honest. Who doesn't have their hands full with ECU? Hmm. I don't know. I just – you make a good point that ECU is always a son of a gun to play, kind of like Appalachian State. Mm Mm-hmm. But still, you're NC State, man. You're number 13 in the nation. Yes, you're NC State. You were a damn, I mean, a damn hair away from playing for that ACC championship last year. No, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. NC State should have won this game more than what they did. But again, it's ECU. ECU is always going to play to that last whistle pose. ECU is known for upsets. So with North Carolina State coming out the victory of that game, you've got to give, take your head off to them. Last year they did have, a, or last week they did have a tune-up game, little cupcake action, getting that sweet tooth going on. I like the Wolfpack here. In Texas Tech, I mean, I don't know much about them. Haven't really watched too much of their games this year. I do know that, you know, historically, they've always played a tough game as well. I think I want to take North Carolina State to win this game 31-21. It was close. It was close. You got them taking it by 10. I got them taking it by 3. All right. All right. I reckon it's my turn for my fourth game. Yes, sir. At ACC. You mentioned this one earlier. For your SEC pick, I got Miami, the Hurricanes, going to College Station, playing Texas A&M. Number 13, Miami. Number 24, Texas A&M. And I have no idea what the hell I'm about to see. <laughs> I honestly don't. Miami has not Miami has not faced a real opponent yet. Texas A&M has not faced an opponent well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest, Appalachia State, man, I don't know what the hell to think of it. They still scared that shit out of me, but uh, <laughs> excuse my language. But Texas A&M week one against Sam Houston looked awful. 
agree. They came over to win. The same Houston game, everything they won. Mm-hmm. Then against Appalachian State, that's probably in my top five of one of the worst performances I've ever seen a single football team put on in a game. Just the turnovers, the play calling, just all the way through. And I don't know if they were overlooking Appalachian State for this Miami game. I don't know what in the hell happened. But they got beat. They got beat. And it really wasn't even close. No, it really wasn't. But at the same time, Appalachian State hung over 60 points on North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Or 59 points, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M held them to, what was it, 17, 14 I think Texas A&M held them 14 points. I think it was. Or no, no, no. Excuse me. Texas A&M held them to 17 points. That's right. 17-14 was the final. That's right. So that has to speak volumes for this Texas A&M defense. <clears throat> the offense moved the ball against that state. The problem was offense couldn't get out their own damn way. Penalties. Turnovers, bad decisions by the quarterback, bad play calls. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. If you can correct those problems, which I feel you can, you're not going to play that bad every week. Right. Texas a and not going to do it. Miami, you're looking at a very organized team with a lot of grit, a lot of toughness, some very high hopes, and a lot of talent. But the problem I have with this is Miami has not been punched in the mouth yet. And every game they've played this season so far, they have come out the gate extremely slow. Extremely slow. The final scores don't reflect it. But they have not played well early in the games. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just I feel like Texas A&M, after that loss last week, all the critique, that's a hungry football team. That's a very, very angry football team. And we're not talking about a South Carolina or a Mississippi State. I mean, let's be honest. This is Texas A&M. If you really want to talk about talent, position for position, throughout the depth chart, you're looking at probably in the top five, maybe even top three, most talented teams in the entire country. No, talent-wise, absolutely, man. They Top three, top two, I would say. You got a coach with a national championship ring. There's just a whole lot of pissed off going on right now with that team. And I remember years ago, Clemson started the year off kind of rough, scraped by in a couple games, and then they lost. And I said, oh, boy. Matter of fact, I think they lost to Syracuse. And when they lost that year, I said, they just pissed them off. They, they just woke up a sleeping giant. 
Clemson ran out. I mean, wasn't even close. Ran out the rest of the year. We'll go even further back than that. Some of our younger audience might not remember this. I know I certainly do. I'm sure you do. Florida Gators that year started off was playing some close football. They were looking, they were looking decent. And then they slipped up and they lost to Ole Miss. And then Tim Tebow made his famous promise after the game. The rest of that year, that football team was pissed off, and that was that football team put a beating on every single team they played the rest of the year, like I had never seen before. Oh yeah. I don't think Texas A&M necessarily is going to run out the rest of the year, but they're going to show up to this game. I still think you're going to see a few mistakes here and there, but I see Miami taking their first loss of the year right here in College Station. I'm going to take Texas A&M 28, Miami 24. 28-24. Miami's going to make a run later in the game and try to make a comeback. And Van Dyke's got talent to do it. Receivers, they got talent. They got playmakers. To make it competitive. But there's going to be some mistakes. And Texas A&M ain't going to show them damn relief at all. In that first half. I just don't know if. The quarterback for Texas A&M is that good of a leader. Or when it gets to be a close game. He can throw the, the game on his shoulders and take it out and win it. I don't know. Uh, there's just so many questions here. And after the game at A&M, it almost looked like there was some finger pointing among the coaching staff. So I don't know. Like I said, I think it's going to be quick sand. You could be right. It could be the wake-up call that they needed. But I feel pretty comfortable about prediction at 24-17 Miami. We will see. I think this could be a wake-up call Miami needs. Yeah. But... I will say this. I'm predicting Texas A&M to win. If Texas A&M loses this game, it's going to come undone. Yeah. It's going to be another case of Florida last year. Yeah. A good free fall. Yeah. I hate to say that. Yep. But. And I don't, I don't, I hope it don't happen. I, you know, I like Jimbo pretty good. I, I think he's a great coach. I think he's a hell of a recruiter. But I just – and I don't think necessarily that this is all on Jimbo. I think this is a lot on his staff. Like I said, I don't know that he's got a leader out there on the field. I agree with you. Before we close this thing out, we didn't even talk about before we got into this, but uh, I'm going to throw something else out real quick. We're going to do one for ACC and SEC. Okay. We're going to call it the friends in low places. Who's going to have the rowdiest crowd this weekend? <laughs> in the SEC and the ACC. I think we're probably going to be in agreement, but you go first. In the SEC? Mm-hmm. If it ain't swaying, they ain't playing. 
Willie B. All the way. Willie B is going to be loud. And I don't know what it is, but they always make a lot of noise from Georgia. They always show up for SEC game, make a lot of damn noise. It's already sold out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a loud crowd. Very loud. I got Williams Bryce from my SEC. They got the most friends in low places this weekend. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you with Willie B, but yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you wholeheartedly there. Willie B, you've got all those recruits coming in this weekend. Um, Beamer's challenge the fans to show up and show out, make it a great atmosphere for them. Willie B is going to be swaying this weekend. All right. What you got for the ACC? <clears throat> Say a prayer, little one. Don't forget my son. To include everyone. I'm going Virginia Tech, baby. There ain't no atmosphere like Virginia Tech in the in the ACC, in my opinion. When that crowd gets going, oh, watch out. Because here comes the Hokies. I like it. I like it. No doubt, I think Virginia Tech probably has top three. Hell, top two toughest places to play in all the ACC. But on this particular week, Virginia Tech's playing Wofford. It's an 11 a.m. game. The crowd from Tots is still going to be sleeping a little bit. (laughs) They're not going to make a whole lot of noise. I think they're going to have a good crowd, no doubt. But I think Syracuse is going to blow the top off that dome playing Purdue. Yeah. That's a very underrated crowd. Yes, it is. So. Don't forget about that Duke crowd, though, too. They've been getting into it a little bit. Yes, sir. All right, they got a ways to go yet. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they ain't close to Virginia Tech. Or- They're not selling out. But for the people that's there, they do make a good bit of noise. Yeah. And those stands are getting more and more full every week. Oh, yeah. And see, State will probably be pretty rowdy, too, though. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But that dome, Syracuse, that's a noisy joker. <laughs> a big game like Purdue. An opportunity to start the year off like this. Mm-hmm. 3-0. Yes, sir. It's going to be like an earthquake. So I'm excited to see it. Yes, sir. Well, that being said, man, you got anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap this thing up? Oh, I'm just ready for tomorrow night to get here. Good cold drink. Watch some football on the good old TV. And get ready for college game day Saturday morning. Oh, let's get it. Damn right. Sounds great. Well, guys, once again, we appreciate tuning in. As always, like it. Share it with your friends. Subscribe. Shoot us a message. You got any questions? You just want to talk football? You got your own opinions? We're open to it all the time. And hey, I don't care what you say. You can say Duke's going to win that. I'm not going to trash nobody for their opinions. We're an open book here. Absolutely. We're open to hearing it all. Yep. So that being said, we appreciate everybody. Thank you again. And until next time. Keep those drinks cold, and let's keep those chains moving.